Welcome to the Cover 2 Resources podcast series, a podcast series about addiction and addiction education. My name is Amy McNeil. I lost my brother Samuel to a heroin overdose on October 23, 2015. He was 28. As a family, we thought we were prepared to help Sam fight addiction, but we were painfully mistaken. My family founded Cover 2 Resources in memory of Sam. Our mission is to arm others with the knowledge needed to best support a loved one struggling with opioid addiction. The Cover 2 Resources podcast is an ongoing series in which we interview experts in the fight against opioid addiction. It is made possible through donations and sponsorships from concerned individuals or organizations. If you want to help in the fight against opioid addiction, please consider donating or sponsoring the Cover 2 podcast. Go to cover2.org for more information. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, and via RSS feed. Simply search for the full name, Cover 2 Resources, on your platform of choice. Thank you for listening. Hi, this is Greg McNeil, founder of Cover 2 Resources. The current opioid epidemic is the deadliest drug crisis in American history. Overdoses, fueled by opioids, are the leading cause of death for Americans under 50 years old, killing roughly 64,000 people last year, more than guns, more than car accidents, and at a pace faster than the HIV epidemic at its peak. Increasingly, ordinary citizens want to get involved to help put an end to the crisis. We met one prosecutor in New Jersey who found a unique way to make community members part of the solution. So today, I'm excited to talk to Somerset County Prosecutor Michael H. Robertson, who last week put an app in the hands of his residents to help fight the opioid epidemic. So Michael, welcome. Thank you, Greg, how are you? I am doing real well. So let's start off by just, if you could, describe the impact of the opioid epidemic there in your county. Well, Greg, I mean, much like the rest of the country, it has had a profound impact on our county uh, and the state of New Jersey as a whole. Um, We are seeing substantial increases in fentanyl-laced heroin and now more recently carfentanil. Um, Our Narcan deployments alone year-to-date have already surpassed last year's total. By way of example, in 2016, um, we had approximately 224 Narcan deployments in our county. And that's a population of approximately 300,000. Already, we've surpassed that from January to as recently as the end of September, we're at over 250. And it doesn't seem to be getting any better. Wow. So again, uh, like across the country and certainly across the state of New Jersey, it's had a profound impact on us. So as this goes along, and some say it hasn't crested yet, more and more people in communities across the country are expressing a desire to get involved, that they want to get more actively involved. And last week, you introduced a unique app allowing them to do that. So let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, um, my career as a prosecutor uh, began when I was an assistant prosecutor in Essex County, which is in North New Jersey, and thereafter I was a federal prosecutor for eight years. Um, and in both those uh, respective positions and currently my, my position as prosecutor, uh, the community is vital, uh, instrumental in helping us solve crimes and in many instances preventing crimes. Um, 
so what happened is, is that uh, I met an individual named Todd Schobel, who's the CEO and founder of Stop It Solutions. And it is an app that was originally designed um, for schools uh, as an anti-bullying app. Um, and it enables its users to report activity anonymously uh, via a text message. Um, and it likewise provides two-way communication between the user and the individual on the receiving end. Um, and in the capacity that we're using it, um, we're pushing it out to our community members and encouraging them to download it. It is a free app. And we hope that uh, by them downloading it and using it, uh, they will be uh, at the forefront, you know, boots on the ground, if you will, providing us information, whether it's about the heroin or opioid epidemic to things such as most recently in our county, we experienced a homicide. Um, so again, the community is, is uh, vital in providing information to law enforcement. And we're hoping with the introduction of the Stop It app um, that that will be uh, one of many investigative tools at our fingertips. So in traditional, I guess, uh, investigations, a lot of times you have citizens that are very reluctant to get involved but this app gives them uh, kind of a, a little distance, and so they can maintain some type of anonymity. Tell us about that. Correct. Yeah, like I was saying, um, in my capacity during uh, being a federal prosecutor in Newark, um, I was assigned to the Organized Crime Task Force, and that dealt with a lot of the gangs in and around Newark um, and elsewhere in Essex County. And again, going back to the theme of the community is instrumental in providing information, uh, these folks want to provide information, they want to help, but there is a fear, a very real fear of retaliation. Sure. Um, and that, that was often why they'd be reluctant to provide information or be seen, you know, speaking with law enforcement, whether they be local, state, or federal authorities. So this app presumably will give them that veil, that coverage where um, they can report it anonymously. It'll be an investigative lead that law enforcement will use uh, in conjunction with other investigative tools, and hopefully um, be, you know, productive. So um, are they able to, and, and I guess, let me dig into this at the next sure. level. Are they able to, to get into this, provide, you know, enough information uh, to enable you to move forward with prosecution, yet still kind of stay out of it? Or uh, I guess the question becomes, um, if they provide a lead, is it going to be necessary for them to, you know, testify? You know, because it's so new, it's only been a week old. Um, we haven't crossed that bridge. But the way I described it um, during my interview with The Wall Street Journal is what I anticipate this app doing is simply being one of many investigative tools um, during the course of an investigation. So, you know, do I expect that based on an anonymous tip that law enforcement is then going to go execute a search warrant uh, and kick someone's door down or execute an arrest warrant? No. What I expect it to do is, you know, again, uh, be a tool, a mechanism for the community uh, to provide us information in conjunction with other investigative, maybe more, I'll, I'll phrase it, more traditional law enforcement techniques. So the, the tip or the lead via the Stop It app plus traditional investigative uh, mechanisms collectively will result perhaps in a prosecution and arrest or in the instance I gave before, a search warrant. Gotcha. Um, that's the way we envision it. Sure. So it points 
points you you and your team in the right direction. And that way, the tipster can kind of back out of it, if you will. Correct. So as it relates to the opioid epidemic, can you maybe give us some examples that you look forward to, you know, uh, where areas where you look forward to getting tips on? Yeah, sure. I mean, so because it's anonymous, again, it doesn't record um, your device ID or if you are using a a laptop, it doesn't, you know, um, take your IP address. So because it's anonymous, we want people to use the app to report drug activity in their respective neighborhoods or maybe in their own homes. And often people are reluctant because they don't want to be involved in the process, as you pointed out, or they don't want to be labeled a rat. Um, but yet they have a genuine concern for their friends, their family, and their neighborhood. Uh, by being able to report this anonymously, we can hopefully appeal to that population of people to now report it. You know, in New Jersey, and I believe there's other states uh, that have similar laws, but the Good Samaritan Law, where we have such a thing here in New Jersey, where we encourage people to report, for instance, someone suffering from an overdose, um, because we want them to call 911. We want them to get you know, an ambulance to the house. And under the Good Samaritan law, they are immune uh, from from prosecution and arrest. And again, the theory behind that law is we want to encourage people to get, you know, 911 services to someone suffering from an overdose. Um, The Stop It app, again, not to be replaced, not to replace 911 in the event of an emergency, but nonetheless could be used as an instrument to provide us information, maybe, you know, pre-overdose, almost, I, I envision it to be a proactive app as opposed to a reactive app. Um, and that's something that we're hopeful in time, it, it will, you know, ultimately be used in that way. Um, because ultimately, we want to we, we try to get a head out in front of this thing, this thing being the, the heroin epidemic. Um, the other thing that I envision the app being able to be used for is we meaning law enforcement, we can push information out to those who have the app. So by way of example, we often see this in, in, with heroin. You will see uh, stamps, particular stamps of heroin that are laced with fentanyl. And as a result, we see an uptick in overdose deaths. If a user has that app, we can maybe push out via the app uh, information about a bad batch of heroin. So while we certainly don't want anyone to use heroin, period, if in fact they are a user or are an addict, we can say, hey, FYI, be on the lookout for this heroin stamp X, Y, Z. Uh, it's been known to contain fentanyl and many people have been suffering death as a result. So it can be used two ways, both from the community point of view, giving us information, and then from the law enforcement side, us pushing out information. And you can even exchange imagery, uh, pictures back and forth also. Correct. Correct. There, there is an ability on the app for them to send us photos and or videos. So as I understand it, this is not necessarily a cheap undertaking. So what made you decide to pursue this uh, project? Well, again, uh, my meeting with the CEO uh, of Stop It Solutions, um, who they're based in Bedminster, which is a municipality here in Somerset County. Um, we had met uh, through mutual friends. And like any conversation, just started talking about which, what each other did. And uh, he explained to me what he did and how his app was originally designed and is currently used in schools to combat cyberbullying, which is also a huge initiative of mine on a, on a side note. Um, so I asked him, had he ever used it in the context of law enforcement 
to push it out to the community, again, under the theory that the community is, is so instrumental in helping law enforcement not only prevent crime, but provide information to solve a crime. Um, so he had said, no, never thought about it to be used in that capacity. And he, like many of us, are aware, uh, keenly aware of the opioid and heroin epidemic. And I thought this would be a great tool uh, for the county to push out to our citizens and, and pitch it in a way to say, hey, we need your help on a variety of areas. Um, and why not take this app and use it, you know, for a positive thing like that? Um, so immediately, you know, we, uh, we met up with the folks from Stop It, great group of people, very progressive thinking. Uh, and, um, you know, we got the ball rolling. And that was probably sometime in about May, uh, early spring, uh, if you will, of 2017. And, you know, we rolled it out just uh, last week. We are the first law enforcement agency in the United States to use this app uh, for this purpose. And again, because their home base is here in Somerset County, we thought, why not, why not form this partnership? Sure. Well, congratulations on that. Um, so let's talk about the hurdles that you had to overcome in order to launch this program. You know, there weren't many uh, hurdles in the way of uh, buy-in, if you will, from the community and or the folks um, that work here. Uh, there was almost immediate buy-in just based on the concept of what this app could accomplish. Really, the hurdles were logistic in nature in terms of working with our 911 dispatch system, um, which has a lot of moving parts. And as you can imagine, there's a lot of technology uh, logistics with 911 dispatch because basically the Stop It app, um, when you text through using the Stop It app, the 911 dispatch folks receive that, that information live, as does simultaneously my office. Some, there's a series of detectives who I have designated or appointed as, if you will, receivers of this information. So from just like a technology point of view, that was probably the biggest hurdle is just coordinating efforts with the extremely expensive and extremely complicated 911 dispatch system. But again, those folks downstairs, um, you know, th there was immediate buy-in from them as well. They thought it was really cool. The technology was cool. Um, you know, a lot of people use smartphones this day and age. And, you know, you walk into any restaurant, walk down any street and take a look around you and everyone's got their heads in their phones texting. So, yep. again, we thought, why not take this technology and use it in a, uh, an effective manner? And it's really simple. I mean, you log in and there it is. It's, it's pretty intuitive yeah. in terms of usage. It uh, takes Absolutely. no instruction whatsoever. None. Yeah. Um, it, it optically looks very exactly, not very similar, but exactly like any text message that you would receive um, or send to a friend or family member. And I think that was the, the, the theme or the theory behind the folks at Stop It is to make it look exactly like a normal text. So, yeah, it's, it's real simple to use, which I think is important. Sure. So it's been up and rolling for about a week now. Well, one week, exactly, right? Give us mm -hmm. some, some usage statistics on it, if you could, Michael. You know, I don't have hard statistics right in front of me, but I can tell you within, you know, the week we've been using it and even within 24 hours of its launch, um, it was being utilized almost immediately. Um, by way of example, we were getting a lot of text messages from certain areas of our county that um, have 
increased amounts of burglaries, um, drug activity. So by way of example, one individual with literally within two hours was reporting a suspicious individual lurking around several vehicles. Um, that text came in to 911 dispatch. Uh, 911 dispatch then uh, dispatched that call to that municipality and an officer was there within minutes and did in fact observe someone lurking in vehicles. Uh, the other example was um, recently uh, you know, a series of drug uh, traffickers in and around a certain neighborhood. The community, again, uh, to circle back to what I said, they're, they're instrumental in providing us information. Um, there were several text messages from, from different folks um, giving us information about a certain neighborhood on a certain corner. And we were able to set up surveillance and, in fact, see exactly what these folks were, were telling us. Um, so, you know, and then unfortunately, as indicated, there was uh, a shooting and a homicide, uh, three days ago in one of our municipalities. So we pushed out through the app, um, you know, requests for help, you know, anyone with information concerning this, please, you know, text us using the stop it app. So it seems to be working again, it's, it's in its infant stages, but, um, you know, it came out with a bang and we're, we expect a lot from it moving forward. So are there any concerns about false leads coming in or people gaming the system in some way? I mean, I think yes. And, and, and in speaking with the folks um, from Stop It who have implemented this um, program in schools, and, and in fact, there are three school districts in Somerset County that have, a, have the Stop It at. Um, I spoke with them and there was a, I'll say, introduction phase of it where for about the first two weeks, they received a few, not many, but a few um, bogus reports, if you will. Um, but that behavior ultimately died off within the first two to three weeks. And it, it really started to take off and the focus was on legit um, issues that the schools are facing. So I anticipate, although I, I'll be honest, with you, I have not, we have not seen it being abused or anyone gaming it. Um, but if that were to happen, it seems the historical data by those that use it say that that only happens in the beginning stages and then thereafter it just dissipates. Hmm. So you would think that as you get it out there more and more, you would have more of a propensity for just a little bit of that, a little bit of gaming. But speaking of getting it out there, how do you promote it, stop it in the community? So again, you know, we launched it last week. Um, we had a kind of a, a press conference where uh, CBS News, the uh, New Jersey affiliate of CBS News came out. Fox News New York came out, which is a pretty big venue considering it's New York City. Uh, we live about 30 miles west of New York City here in New Jersey where we're at. Um, newspapers, social media, Facebook, um, We've reached out to some owners of billboards along our major interstates, Route 78, 287, Route 80. Um, they've all agreed or all volunteered to, you know, put up the, uh, the billboard, our, our uh, advertising and, and how to download the app. So, you know, look, we just started. So this whole thing is kind of evolving. Um, and I, you know, entertain anyone that's willing and able to listen to uh, you know, the introduction of this app. And hopefully I expect and hope that it'll take off with other law enforcement agencies throughout, not just my state, but uh, the country. Sure. 
So can you give us just a rough idea of the costs associated with rolling out Stop It? Well, the, the app is free. Um, it's free to anyone who lives in Somerset County. So there is no cost whatsoever to the community. Um, my, my office and Stop It entered into a, a contract, a three-year contract, uh, for a, an undisclosed amount, but it was part of a, a three-year deal, and it was budgeted for in our yearly budget. I had put monies aside for it, and again, um, you know, we're really hopeful that it's going to take off and be effective, and, and we're really excited about it. So what advice would you pass along to other communities that are considering implementing technology such as Stop It? In short, I would say get on board. Um, I mean, again, in a day and age where everyone has a smartphone and everyone is texting each other, why not take that technology and, and the knowledge that our citizens have at their fingertips and use it in the context of fighting crime? And again, whether it's the opioid epidemic or other crimes happening in your neighborhood, um, you know, this is a great app. And again, I can't say it enough. The community is key. They are instrumental in assisting us uh, in this fight. And as you mentioned earlier, the simplicity and the ease that this app provides its user is all the more reason why we should all be using it. So outstanding. I, I tell you what, it sounds powerful, and I'll be very interested to see how your uh, how the program progresses here in the community. And, and it'll be interesting to watch your community and kind of embrace this and have uh, successes with it. So, Michael, what uh, final thoughts would you like to share with our listeners uh, about the program and, and maybe about uh, the impact that this program and others are having on the opioid epidemic in uh, your community? You know, uh, I, I've used this phrase a lot, and, and I think it's very relevant, but the, the old saying, it takes a village. Um, I think that saying could not be more relevant as it relates to this fight on heroin and opioid addiction. Uh, you know, I've said this before, it's going to take the involvement of law enforcement, schools, educators, parents, family, friends, politicians, community leaders, clergy, people like yourself um, to help save our communities. And, and that's my goal here in Somerset County, New Jersey. And I've met and spoken with many of those people, family members, folks like yourself who unfortunately have lo lost a loved one. Um, and I'm lucky here in Somerset to have many of those people on board to help me along the way, because, again, it's going to take a village. Um, and it's going to take a lot of hard work, but we're not going to quit. And uh, we're going to keep punching and fighting. And, you know, I just appreciate you giving me the opportunity to speak with you. And, and I wish all of you the, the best uh, out there in uh, Cleveland. Well, thank you very much, Michael. We've been visiting with Michael Robertson, county prosecutor in Somerset, New Jersey, Michael and his team introduced a smart app by the name of Stop It in their community that's enabling community members to anonymously provide tips directly to law enforcement without fear of reprisal. Stop It was introduced in October, and the community plans to promote its use through social media, traditional media outlets, billboards, speaking engagements, flyers in the local businesses, and word of mouth. The Stop It app can be downloaded free of charge through the App Store, and any community member can start using it in minutes to help make a difference in the opioid epidemic in Somerset, New Jersey. My name is Greg McNeil, founder of Cover 2 Resources. Thank you for joining us for this Cover 2 PPT podcast. That's people, places, and things making a difference in the opioid epidemic. 
in to this episode of the Cover 2 Resources podcast. This episode is a production of Cover 2 Resources and is made possible by listeners like you. With your support, the Cover 2 team can continue to research and broadcast these resources to others in need. If you'd like to donate or to sponsor a future podcast, please visit cover2.org. As always, thank you for listening. Together, we can make a difference in the opioid epidemic, one life at a time.